Welcome to the 33rd episode of Tokenizing Everything, our weekly interview series with thought leaders in the blockchain industry. Today's guest is Husan Kapazi, Engagement Manager and Blockchain Lead at PwC Germany. Before I begin, I have to mention that all opinions are solely personal and do not reflect the opinion of Amazing Blocks, PwC, or any other involved parties. So it's a pleasure to have you here today. How are you? Great. Uh, thanks, Nicholas, for having me here today. Uh, it's been a really great time to be speaking on this topic. And I mean, we have been discussing a couple of uh, months, I would say. So really happy to discuss on this very hot topic of today. How are you doing? I mean, we have a really nice weather here in Munich. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also doing well. The, the weather is also kind of here in the, in the summer in Germany, exactly. right? So um yeah, it's really exciting and also covering in regards to the topic of the supply chain, something that has uh, not been covered too much yet in, in the podcast. So I'm really excited for what's ahead today. But before we really dive into this, let's start by, by you know, you could give maybe a brief intro of who you are, you know, where your background is in the blockchain space and yeah, just kind of your, your career path. So. Yeah, thanks. Uh, happy to do so. Uh, so I'm, I'm leading, you know, the blockchain business at PwC Europe. You know, so what we have done is is we have gathered, you know, all the countries together and combined the efforts because it's uh, on all the emerging technologies. So we don't work on a country level, but on a European level. So I'm leading the blockchain community over here from PwC side where, you know, we are mainly divided into two major groups. One is all around, you know, crypto, which addresses FS, crypto, financial and capital markets. And the other one is enterprise blockchain, which is you know covering the blockchain application of all rest of the industries, you know, not non non financial industries. And uh, I'm I'm leading the the community on the both areas, right? But my focus is on the enterprise blockchain, you know, that how we really apply uh, blockchain in in rest of the industry. Until now, you know, it has been a very exciting journey. I have worked across uh, nine plus industries, you know, how we develop the use cases, how we implement also doing the POCs and also the implementation project. And my background was also before in IoT. So that, that's why I enjoy really the projects which we get nowadays, you know, we're combining IoT analytics and blockchain and that's what keeps me busy nowadays. And especially, you know, um, in 2021, we see there is a tremendous request, uh, especially on the visibility part, you know, in the industry that how track and trace of the product, you know, provenance of the product, especially the topics coming in, you know, with the COVID um, fraud cases and so on. So, I mean, a lot of companies are now looking into it. And uh, it has been a very exciting time, yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, first of all, very interesting. And I'm really excited to dive into this uh, topic a bit more. But also what struck out when I, you know, kind of, you know, checked out your bio was that you also offer pro bono consulting on the topic yes. of assisted living, as well as advising Indian students for master studies um, in yes. foreign lands. So could you maybe share some insights on, on this as well? Because I think that's also a very crucial part of your your CV, so to say. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, I mean, uh, I, I came to Germany for my further studies, right? So, I mean, I understand, you know, not only I would say now Indian students, but also more or less all the students, you know, especially here from TU Munich or also from Uni Stuttgart and so on. And, and I support a lot of them, especially for the master thesis, because I mean, I'm supporting I mean, I, I, ha I have lost account how many students, especially in the master thesis, aren't answering a few of the questions and so on, you know, because I mean, this is going to be the future. And I mean, those are going to mm -hmm. be really, 
working in the industry and that is how we develop also the networks i'm really looking forward and helping across i would say now germany from university of hamburg berlin um, also from frankfurt right i mean a lot of uh, students from fsbc um, have, i have also supported them in the master thesis and so on so that is how i engage really with the university students over there mm -hmm. and uh, assisted living has been a topic you know which has been a very close with me you know and uh, i mean that is not related to blockchain but i mean definitely we can put blockchain in that but i mean that is something also very relevant here in germany as well as in India and that's why I have been tracking that topic since 10 years and this is more or less more how we can digitalize complete senior living right so I mean there are homes especially in India which are really you know not so sophisticated I would say mm. and here in Germany now more and more senior homes are being updated using technologies that you have completely real-time information about the health and so on. I mean, that is some space, you know, which apart from my blockchain activities, I really keep track mm -hmm. on. And I really try to help different startups, you know, whether it's in terms of getting the investment money and so on, where I really support uh, in, a, in, a, in my free time. Yeah, so that is something I do. Yeah, I mean, props to you at this point, you know, offering pro bono consulting is not so on everyone does. So really, you know, I think a lot of people appreciate what you're doing in that regard. Yeah, so, that. of course. Um, so let's, let's, you know, get into the, the blockchain topic a bit. You know, people always explain or, or talk about a certain, you know, wow moment, so to say, that really made them excited about this topic. You know, what was it really for you that made you interested in, in terms of working in the blockchain space in general? And, and was there that specific moment where, you know, you basically realized, okay, I want to, so to say, go all in almost on this space or was it more of a gradual process? For me, it was go all in, you know, so I, I but yeah, nevertheless, it was coming also from my day to day work, right? So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm myself an electrical engineer and, and you know, I, I didn't want to lose track of my old bachelor studies, which I had done. So when I did my master's with focus on strategy, I said, okay, I want to be in a consulting, but in a consulting is always very broad and we need to have our own focus. So I really had a focus on digital transformation always, you know, and before, as I mentioned also, when I started my career path in consulting, my always focus was IoT, first of all. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of digital strategy project, you know, digital transformation project in, in, in the time frame of, you know, start of 2014, which was a really booming time for digital transformation. And in one of the projects, you know, I, I got involved in a smart home topic and in a smart home you know there were some devices like smart fridge and so on where you need to say okay you can order to the supermarkets directly the items which you're missing you know if it's a milk or whatever and then there was a question like okay the home wi-fi what we have can be easily hacked so how can we mm -hmm. enable the security that you know uh, we provide enough security if we attach the credit card to those smart devices right nowadays it's very common right but at mm. that time the people were thinking how we do it right and uh, i came across this topic at that point of time uh on the blockchain and it struck me interest and then you know it was really the time of 2016 and 17 you know where we saw really tremendous growth of this and uh, you know i started tracking all the kind of activities on this uh, scape you know especially at that time was very hype in energy it was energy was also very mm -hmm. you know blockchain in energy especially and supply chain right a lot of especially you know the diamond tracking was one of the most popular use case by at that time and um, i realized you know all the projects which are ongoing that you know visibility and traceability is going to be one of the key topics you know uh, which blockchain can solve so i decided you know really to focus um, at that point of time really to uh, to get into it a little bit get understanding how this landscape is growing 
uh, and the complete scale uh, in our blockchain space was growing then in 2017 uh, tremendously. So I 2017, I moved completely and started focusing on 100% on blockchain. And, and from initial time itself, my focus was on enterprise blockchain because I mean, crypto blockchain was not really the focus because I'm not coming from FS. But how we really apply this technology, and I had also done some, you know, myself research and, and publication also on how we apply blockchain in assisted living, especially in the healthcare. So blockchain mm -hmm. in healthcare is always my favorite topic to discuss in free time also, mm -hmm. uh, apart from supply chain. So, I mean, this is how uh, I have been working on this space now three, four years. And, and one thing I would like to highlight again is um, what I'm doing is I'm maintaining good of both the world. So, I'm doing both normal supply chain transparency project at PwC as well as blockchain projects because what is happening today is a lot of blockchain enthusiasts and, and you know blockchain startups also I would say they really miss the flavor of supply chain processes and what really you know supply chain solutions what is available in the market can do and on the other hand you know those supply chain experts and supply chain cloud-based solution they really have no clue what is happening in the blockchain space which is growing tremendously and it's really important you know that we bring the best of both the worlds together and really understand core processes of supply chain because we are not going to turn the businesses directly with some innovative blockchain startups right so I mean, this is really what i'm trying to do and that's what i mentioned before that since three four years you know i'm, I'm continuously trying to achieve uh, and understanding where exactly we use blockchain for because in 2023 there is not a question coming up and saying that uh, 2025 i would say more long term i would say but that do we need blockchain or not it would be integral part of the it architecture yeah yeah this that, is this is what i'm, I'm trying to do yeah <laughs> that i fully agree with right uh, i think yeah. it's definitely going we may not even realize when we use it, but it's it's just going to be around. Yeah. Right? It, it, there's always a comparison made exactly. to the internet, and I think it, it definitely applies on that regard. So you already mentioned, you know, one or two challenges, um, you know, you experience throughout your day-to-day -day business, right, in regards to kind of also bridging IoT and and blockchain in general. But but if you you kind of zoom out a bit, what would you define as the maybe top three for obstacle throughout your you know, um, yeah, consulting work when, when working with clients, especially on the one hand, when working with blockchain startups and how to kind of in integrate IoT into their day-to-day -day businesses, so to say, and on the other hand, when working with the IoT sector, the industry 4.0 sector in general, and how to migrate certain aspects of their processes to the blockchain. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's a really good question. So, I mean, there are two answers. I will take first answer, you know, towards the blockchain challenges, and then I will come, you know, regarding the IoT and blockchain. So, I mean, the blockchain challenges I highlighted, you know, the first one is really the awareness and understanding mm. of the topic in detail, as I mentioned already. So a lot of companies, you know, are you might have seen that they are doing a POC, but then they think, okay, blockchain is really not of a great value and they don't, uh, they are not able to make a business case out of it. And that's why they didn't pursue it. But the challenge is, you know, they didn't really understand what is really the value of blockchain because track and trace you can do with a lot of solutions out there in the market. You don't need blockchain for that. What you need blockchain for that is how you enable the payments behind it, how you enable the document flow behind it. That is where, you know, really blockchain 
ensures and encrypts your information that it's not easily hackable, hackable you know, like how it is in the cloud, if it's in a cloud, right? So, I mean, this is really the value. And I mean, this is a very high level. So, I mean, so first and foremost is education, right? The second is, you know, a lot of companies run a standalone blockchain projects rather than a digital transformation project. So, you know, they have an innovation center where they have, you know, specially dedicated budget for blockchain, IoT, AI, analytics, and so on. And they always care for like the small world, you know, where they want to say, okay, how we can make this successful in a big thing in the company. But that doesn't work, you know, because all these technologies need to work together, you know, go hand in hand and really try to solve a business problem and have really a business case behind it. And that is what will drive really the transformation in the company. And this is what really is missing, you know. And the third and the biggest one is, you know, blockchain, I always say to this company, you know, a lot of companies just go into it, you know, because it's really cool and they want to be, you know, in the game, but they forget, you know, that it's really a team sport. I always repeat this, yeah. you know, because it's not really about two or three companies with whom you work together and you explore blockchain because that doesn't add value. It is really ecosystem play. So you need to really have players where you don't get into touch normally so tier three tier four of your value chain you know no matter which business or which industry you are and that is where the problem of data sharing comes up the company doesn't want to even share <laughs> the data with their own suppliers and the trusted party and say okay it's my data i don't want to share i don't want to know them a secret but they don't get it like this is going to be not the war of data but completely the war of future business models how they stitch around and this is, you know, the three main challenges, you know, which we normally face for blockchain. And now when I talk about the IoT and blockchain, you know, I mean, a lot of companies um, in the IoT phase, right? I mean, they are also working and developing some cloud-based solution, right? Uh, and they, they promise a lot. You know, if you see their website that they are enabling all the complete stakeholders and so on, data sharing, everything. But in reality, sometimes it's not like that, you know, what they market. So they, they really need... IoT data is, is, is two ways, right? Either you use only for your company or for example, in case of track and trace specially because that's a really special case for blockchain, you need to really have that data sharing across the value chain. And how you enable that data sharing, you know, if you do it between two parties, I mean, that's fair, completely mm -hmm. fine. But in track and trace, you need to enable the data and availability of that data across the value chain. And that is where the value lies for the data sharing in a secure way, you need blockchain for that. I mean, that is the understanding which we need to have between different startups. You know, I mean, you, you see a lot of startups in blockchain space now, they are combining, you know, the blockchain IoT offering that they are offering also the sensors. And I mean, there are also nowadays very promising startups coming in Europe, you know, who offers, you know, the physical to digital conversion for blockchain. And I mean, they are hitting the nail directly spot on, you know, addressing those problems. But I mean, if you see other way around in the IoT space, I mean, this is something, you know, which is missing. And again, as I mentioned before, that we need to really think, you know, a holistic manner that how mm -hmm. we bring everything together and not also only IoT and blockchain, because, you know, you need a lot more than that. You know, you need to have a proper clear data. You need to have your master data and, and you need to have your cloud environment in place. So, I mean, there are a lot of prerequisites before you even, you know, uh, develop the joint platform of IoT and blockchain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for this, uh, uh, you know, good overview. I think um, now we definitely know how to address this <laughs> yeah. sector in the future a, a bit more in details. Um, so generally, you also mentioned it before, you know, on the one hand, there's obviously the enterprise blockchains or the private chain, so to say, and there's the public chains, right? And in regards to the supply chain, it is often discussed, okay, that potentially uh, permissioned 
uh, chains could be a bit more effective there at times. Um, could you maybe share some insights on, on your experience and what you think is potentially best to be applied in the supply chain sector? That's a very diplomatic question I always get, you know, and uh, I, I would again highlight that I was speaking in one of the conferences a few weeks back only, and, and, you know, there were some companies who were building some solutions on public uh, blockchain, and I mean, mm. they were completely preferably saying, and so, okay, public blockchain is the only future, and there is no blockchain, you know, if there is no public blockchain. Um, however, I, I, I would say in a way, yes, but I, I, I won't completely agree, because if you see again, you know, uh, the landscape, especially in industry, is massive. You know, so if you, again, being a supply chain expert, I would say, let's have a look on supply chain, right? There is really, mm. um, you know, different worlds in supply chain operations. There is procurement, manufacturing, supply chain and logistics, and the customer retail experience, right? So those are really the five or areas nowadays, you know, where we address in this company. And especially also along with this physical flow, there is a document and information flow, you know, and payment flow that is what we call as a trade finance, right? So if you see the trade finance, you know, so we categorize the complete two supply chain providence is one case and the trade finance. If you see the trade finance, you know, trade finance is full of banks, transport companies, freight forwarders. And if you see the complete blockchain landscape, what they're developing is completely in consortiums. You know, so there is no single company developing it. And there are different solutions. There are hybrid solutions, there are public solutions, there are public private solutions all coming up. On the other hand, you know, when you look into the industry, you know, there are companies like Walmart, you know, and a few others, you know, who are exploring all kinds of solutions, private, public, and hybrid, and all those stuff. Now, how to address the debate of public and private blockchain? I would say, let's have a look into the history, how internet developed. And I would say, you know, in 1917, exactly was the time how, where we are today. And there was always a discussion of VPN and the internet, right? And what do we see today is the company still have the VPN, you know, where we manage all our communication, internal communication, sharing mm -hmm. of documents and so on. And there is also internet, which, you know, works very simultaneously, or I would say very, you know, smoothly, I would say, you know, there is no debate whether we, whether we are going to use only VPN or internet. And I, I, I would say it's going to be the same in blockchain. You know, there is, you, you won't be able to control and transform the company complete industry, you know, uh, that we use the public blockchain or private blockchain. And, and, you know, there would be a hybrid solution and there would be a position and time point of time that, you know, where everything works together simultaneously. And that's why today the interoperability is, is a big, big topic. And it's going to be the next big topic for the next five to 10 years, because, I mean, this is, this is going to happen. We cannot control, you know, the complete landscape or the companies who are working on private blockchain. And we cannot say them that, okay, public blockchain is only the future. And, you know, you need to only work on Ethereum. That's not going to happen here. So... Yeah, I think uh, I was also going to mention, you know, interoperability, I think really is the yeah. key, right? Um, I mean, you already see it to a certain extent also with, yeah, like people that always argue, you know, private chains are, are, are more centralized potentially. And yes, could be. Um, on the other hand, they're more efficient at times as well. And um, also, I think it, sometimes I also draw a comparison to this type of layer two solutions, for instance, which are also a bit more centralized, right? So. Yeah it's just going to be a dynamic exchange of, of data from all these yeah. and value from all these different ecosystems, I think. And here you, you mentioned it correctly, interoperability really is the key. So yeah, yeah um, th thanks for this uh, great point on that regard. Before we dive into the tokenization part of today's conversation, just a, a quick uh, question from the Being Crypto uh, community. Um, they wanted to know what is your personal favorite tokenization use case? I mean, it could be in a supply chain sector, but maybe it's something different. I don't know. 
my favorite tokenization use case that's a really good question so i, I definitely would say um I have a favorite use case in automotive industry. I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to name it because of, of <laughs> you know, um, the reasons I hold the position, but, you know, it's, it's a really for peer-to-peer -peer marketplace. So, you know, you can buy your spare parts directly. So if that, that's a use case, you know, where if your headlight or tail light is broken, and normally you go to a workshop, you know, you order that. Mm -hmm. If they don't have it, they order to BMW or Daimler, whomsoever, right? And then they order to their, you know, respective supplier, be it a Bosch or whatnot, right? Mm. Uh, in this marketplace, you can actually, you know, just say, okay, my tail light is broken and it opens the complete network, like which workshop has your tail light available in your near network, like a Google map, right? And you can just mm -hmm. click it and order it and you can get it fixed right away. So it includes not only the product offering which you need mm -hmm. but also the service offering you know so that is like having things on the tip of your finger and you get it what you need at your mm -hmm. time so i mean that is going to be a revolutionary you know that especially in the after sales or spare parts market or you know after service whatever you call it and i i, I feel it that is really revolutionary i mean you see a lot mm -hmm. of kind of use case um in uh you know in um automotive especially, but also in other industries like energy, right? You see those mm. kind of use cases, but energy, it's not coming out very clearly nowadays, or you don't see real life example because of the regulatory challenges. But I mean, this kind of examples you will see, I would say in a very near future. Yeah, because I mean, this is super solving some real life problems and very practical. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it's just when companies come together, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, so that is still now my very favorite use case apart from different uh, use cases out there, especially in the insurance market, as well as, you know, the mm. first market, but being an enterprise blockchain fan, you know, that is my favorite use case still now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I, I can totally relate. It's hard to single out one specific use case because there's just you know, when you think about yeah. the token economy, there's just so many, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. So many exciting. Exactly. I mean, I mean, if you see also the insurance space, right? Like mm. the air, uh, airplane insurance, like if your flight are delayed, you get like micro, micro insurances, right? Those kind of stuff. I mean, that is super innovative. I mean, that mm. saves a lot of time. You know, it saves all the hassle and it's revolutionary, I would say. I mean, everybody would, without thinking, just opt for that, right? So, I mean, those are really yeah. also the revolutionary use cases coming up and it will completely change the industry. So, I mean, uh, answering only one would be really difficult, as you <laughs> mentioned, but I mean, these are, this is really each came on, on top of mm. my mind and I have been following since a long time, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's a very exciting one. And and also maybe what's interesting to know, and I know you're probably, or I think you're probably an expert on that regard as well, is when choosing which token type for, for applying tokenization within the supply chain area. I think for certain use cases, obviously the traditional ERC-20, standard uh, when looking at the ethereum um blockchain makes sense others maybe nfts right nft is a big topic um and then there's also other token types like just staying in the ethereum ecosystem esc 1400 and so on which are a bit more of a hybrid so so what do you personally think is the best uh, tokenization use case to be a, or not use case sorry the best token type and on the other hand where do the different token types find their role within the supply chain ecosystem that's that's a really great question. So I mean, I, I would start with the you know we normally start uh, we we cannot work without frameworks you know so that's how mm. our minds are now set. But I I would again start you know with a framework like what are really the token models right? So I mean we have really um, you know three mo token models what we see normally in the industry right? Uh, really one is really the um, you know the the asset token or security token what we see right? The other one is really the 
the utility token, right? And the third one is really the payment or commodity token, what you say. So these are really the three tokens and that also refers to the tax offering and so on. So I mean, this is how it relates, right? This is, you know, where you really start thinking about that, how you decide on the tokenization. And I mean, there is no best token answer because I mean, it completely depends, especially in industry, what is the application you're trying to build, right? Because if you mm -hmm. see those token again in types of, technology, right? That how we said there are fungible tokens, right? There are non-fungible, what we call as NFTs. And then there is a security token, right? And each of these tokens has its own purpose, right? So if yeah. you see in supply chain itself, right? If you see from supplier to consumer, everybody plays a different role. And, and if you think about what are the top three reasons for using tokens, first of all, the first one is really the incentivization. You know, that is mm -hmm. really the biggest topic, you know, that industry will think about token, that why they will need token. And in incentivization itself, there are four major areas. One is really the monetizing the info, that why each and every company will share the info, right? Rewards, if, 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 if I'm a patient or if I'm a user of certain product, if I want to give a feedback, I need to be monetized, you know? So that is really the rewards and loyalty, right? The third one mm -hmm. is really the machine to machine communication, especially, you know, if in case of 3D printing and so on. So there are really those three or four areas, you know, where you see a major incentivization mechanism behind it. And if you think about that, there is a separate request of token. You don't need NFTs for that. And mm. that is how you, first of all, decide, you know, which type of token you need, right? Is it a fungible token where you need only the payment or, you know, some something like, you know, just a payment token, you know, which is number of availability over there you can get. So this is how you define an example is energy web token, right? So, I mean, that is a really specific example where you see that energy industry, you need to multiply and play with your tokens as a, as a utility in your ecosystem. So that is really the first type, right? The second is, you know, again, uh, the proof of provenance, right? And this is again, kind of a digital twin of any product, mm. be it a luxury product or, or you know, uh, art or real estate property, right? So, I mean, I, I, real estate, I would still put it in third category, but I mean, art or any luxury bag or any diamond or anything, right? So where you really need to highlight that it's authentic item, each item on SKU level. And then also you need to prove, you know, where it came from and so on and highlight the complete journey. And here, for example, could be a possible that you need probably NFT that you highlight exactly mm -hmm. that that's a unique item, which is there is no duplicate of it, right? It's only single piece over there. And then you can also show the complete path of it, right? And there are also available market examples available in there in the market, right? Um, so that's the second type I see, right? And the third and the last, uh, last type is really, you know, all about the, the efficiency, like how you leapfrog efficiency. I would again call it leapfrogging efficiency. You know, it's not really mm. five, 10 percent, but you completely change the game, especially in the trade finance, right? So how you really take the time where you share the documents in 20 days to few hours, you know, so this is the mm. type of efficiency we are talking about. And this is where you you know, initiate your smart contract. And for that smart contract execution, you need different type of tokens, right? And this is probably the utility tokens which you use in the ecosystem. And here, for example, one of the example in the trade finance is cargo X, right? For bill of lading, for example, right? So mm -hmm. that could be the one. And I mean, that's, that is first of all, I would say, you know, you need to go and understand how you, you know, for which reasons you are using the token, which type of token in terms of technology you need, right? Is it a fungible, non-fungible or security token? And then you think about different standards available in the industries. Yeah. So this is how I, I normally always recommend, you know, to the, to mm -hmm. the, uh, to the client, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's a very, you know, yeah, like sophisticated overview of the different 
areas then that the yeah. token can be applied to and you really have to then kind of individually adjust the, the different token type that you apply. So when looking at the, the entire life cycle process though and, and how to integrate, um, you know, the tokens within it, right? It starts from the supplier, it ends at the consumer. How could you maybe, or maybe could you guide us through this process and where and how to actually apply the tokens in general? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, uh, uh, you know, very continuing to the discussions we mm -hmm. had. So, I mean, the reason I highlighted those three areas was also one point, again, I would like to highlight that doesn't mean that in one ecosystem, we will use one token because it could be possible that in one ecosystem, we have utility, you know, payment as well as security token, all three of them together, you know, and that again, we need to think how everything works together. That is really the topic over here. And when we really think why we need all three of them, we need to really understand the requirements and the usability of the token across, for example, in our case here in supply chain, right? So if you think on, on supplier, so let's start with supplier, right? If you think of supplier, why will they use token, right? Because ultimately, you know, um, companies with whom we are going to position this, right? They really want care about tokens they just need to solve a business problem and how they can gain the efficiency or make a new revenue models because this all what we are talking about is all behind the curtains you know what happens behind the curtains in technology like internet protocol what is happening so mm -hmm. if we again come back to the point and see okay why suppliers will care to use token i mean that is for them is how they can validate the buyer you know uh, where they are mm -hmm. selling because they need to receive the payment for that and how they can validate the buyer is they need to validate their identity somewhere in the ecosystem in the decentralized network and for there you know they will need token to incentivize them you know that somebody can validate the buyer you know so for example that is one case you know there are then growing requirements especially in europe right with the sustainability reporting co2 emissions and so on i mean so they need to also provide the sustainability assurance and guarantee so i mean for that provi providing that certification there would be a certain smart contract attached to it and i mean for that they will need probably a separate type of token so there's for example that's a requirement of supplier then if you go towards the manufacturer right i mean as you highlighted iot a big, mm. big requirement for machine-to-machine -machine communication. So, I mean, there will not be a complete change of business model, you know, so no company would like to then buy complete asset, you know, but probably as a service, the machines and robots would be as a service. And then for each of the production of a car or any product, you know, there is a per unit mechanism behind it. And mm -hmm. for that, you need to transfer tokens between the machines and between the entities. I mean, that is really one of the biggest use case companies are already exploring today, right? And also they need to develop uh, or develop a certificate or digital twin of a product, I would say as a, a kind of a product authenticity certificate, right? So this is why manufacturers will use tokens. If you go ahead and look at the transport guys, you know, because transport is a really simple business, you know, from A to B and why they would they why would they care for token, right? So, I mean, for them, how the they, it, tokens will make their life easy is by providing the proof mm. of delivery, you know, so they don't need to really provide a complete information to companies, you know, whether where it is and provide, because I mean, in future real-time traceability, we have it today, but it will be still sophisticated and it will be part and parcel of life. And there are a lot of automation at, attached to it and they don't want to get, you know, attached with all, all the specifics, you know, they want to definitely automatize the process. And I mean, proof of delivery, right? 
tracking information collection because I mean they need also need to collect information from various parties, right? Who are doing the last mile delivery and so on. So they will also need some tokens for incentivization to different parties, right? And also mm -hmm. creating a logistics marketplace because I mean you need to book a container for a ship, you know. Also you you need to book an empty container where you can position <laughs> your boxes, right? So I mean there are a lot of entities, companies inter interlinked to this complete business. And I mean logistics marketplace would be super efficient if there are tokenization, if we still attached with them, you know, traditional financial process, I mean, even though having that marketplace won't make sense. So, mm. I mean, this is where, you know, transport uh, companies will start thinking about tokens. If you go towards the distributors, then after that's the next stage, right? They would like to use token to claim the damage claims. So, I mean, directly hitting the insurance claim, right? I mean, they, they don't want to wait now. Nowadays, it's two months, you know, a cycle mm. that you get the returns of the money and so on. They don't want to do like that. They want to have instantaneous returns and so on. So, I mean, insurance claim, right? Product verification that whatever the product they have received is really coming from the original supplier or coming from some other countries, which is not, you know, supplying the fraud products, right? Especially mm. a big topic for pharma and retail. Um, so this is why they will use tokens. I mean, in retailers, right? Uh, what we also directly engage with, they, they need rewards, loyalty, right? Mm. I mean, today also we have it. But I mean, how can you make a complete ecosystem where you can use tokens, you know, uh, instead of directly, you know, using some, using for some money and also the instant chargebacks, right? If you want to return something, you need to still today wait for getting the money for a couple of days. But if you just return and instantly get your tokens in the same, same time, I mean, that is really the future what we see. And then last but not the least, I mean, consumers, I mean, that is why, you know, all the companies will start using token. One of the mm -hmm. main and the foremost reason, multiple options or multiple reasons, right? I mean, first of all, sharing of information, like if in healthcare, then you need to share your information if there are some disease or allergies on the feedback, right? Feedback on the product, right? marketing of the product, especially in the Facebook, how we see and steam it and so all of those platforms coming in, you know, ethical behavior, if they are driving green, you know, they will get some tokens, right? For example, also for providing or payment for, so that now this is the other way around for the consumer that if they want some real time traceability, you know, really real time on the critical items, they need to pay for that. And I think that could be also tokenized. So, I mean, you know, mm. these are some reasons across the supply chain, if you think that why you will use tokens and how companies will be, you know, enforced to use. I mean, these are really some strong reasons that, you know, if you attach that, it cannot be separated if you want to digitalize it. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think it, it, it gave us a very coherent overview of, of the different aspects. So, you know, it, I can really see you, you deal with this uh, probably every day. So you have a very in-depth knowledge of this. So really, um, you know, very, you know, also thought through an explanation of the entire process, you know, coming, coming to the end of today's quest, uh, conversation, I just have one last question that I always pose uh, um, is whether or where do you see blockchain in general in 10 years from now? So, I mean, uh, we launched the report in our global report last year in October, where we highlighted, you know, Oh, what is the future of blockchain in 2030? And uh, yeah. we saw, you know, it's already 2 trillion economy, just mm -hmm. the blockchain, almost 2 trillion economy. And I mean, interestingly, you know, the, we highlighted the five use cases, which will drive that, you know, and the first and the foremost and the biggest one, almost, you know, a trillion dollar economy is regarding the provenance, you know, supply chain provenance. Mm -hmm. And that beats also the FS, you know, and the reason is, 
it's not that you know it will completely change the reason is the business it's going to make out of it right because fs is just we are digitalizing the currencies and so on of course that's a complete revolution but here the provenance business you know touches multiple industry multiple companies you know and the way we do the business and that's why mm-hmm. the impact so what we did is that this truly an economy is the net economic impact that how much it will impact the gdps of the country you know and mm-hmm. in terms of job you know in, in different aspects we calculated it and if you see that you know provenance as a use case has the biggest impact you know and and that's why I, i'm i'm super optimistic you know that it will completely change you know how we deal with the products how we do the business how the company develops a business model right it will completely change and again i would like to highlight one thing which i really like it and highlight also to the most of the companies all the companies you know what are dealing today are more or less you know blockchain inspired solution because mm. the real definition of blockchain is that you know it is decentralized distributed immutable tokenized and encrypted right and if you see most of the company today exploring blockchain solution are either having you know distribution you know uh, they are immutable and encrypted but they haven't touched on tokenization yet you know mm. they haven't touched and say okay we are using token i mean i have been talking with companies on daily basis and they okay let's do blockchain but to- keep tokenization aside because that's something they see for the future they are really mm-hmm. also not exploring that how we can use it what could be the use case today because they just don't think it's a part of today but i mean blockchain is only complete when there is a tokenization behind it so that's the first reason and then the second topic which we will see in the near future as i mentioned before also 2025 or 2030 is the interoperability and interoperability mm. i mean there are multiple solutions coming out in the market right uh, which solves document sharing information sharing between the blockchain and i i mean there are some solutions already today which has also you know multi token uh, concept right or also uh, cross tokenization i would say mm. you know where where you can actually exchange the token same you know seamlessly between the blockchains i mean there are solutions coming up but not much but i mean these are the topics because as I, as we already saw that in one ecosystem there won't be only one token there would be multiple tokens or one token with different aspects of it right which are being going to be used so i mean this is where mm. interoperability and then the one of the major drive would be the regulations so, i mean once regulations will be there i mean company will be enforced doing it and i mean that will completely drive you know the tokenization into the companies so i am I'm, i'm pretty much very optimistic you know by 2030 as i mentioned before that company won't discuss you know whether we need it i mean company would have the understanding that okay why do we need it where do we need it what are the use cases there would be only concept that how are we going to roll out you know into the companies so um that's my take on it yeah yeah thanks so much you know i think today's keyword really was also interoperability so we definitely keep a close close eye on this in the future as i do also think it's it's becoming increasingly relevant right um and more and more people are working on that topic so yeah thanks so much for for this uh, great and insightful conversation today it was really a pleasure and uh, yeah hope to have you back sometime and uh, have a great day thanks for having me it was really pleasure uh, discussing on this topic and also addressing some of the key questions which was not addressed before so really appreciate that you taking care of it and um yeah please to speak to you again sometime soon yeah looking forward to it um and also to our listeners as always um thanks so much for for tuning in to the conversation whether on youtube apple or spotify and yeah if you have any questions in regards to how to apply blockchain and tokenization in the supply chain iot 
an industry 4.0 sector in general, I'm sure you can reach out to Husson, as of course. And then on the other hand, if you have any general questions as well in regards to reward asset tokenization, you can always reach out to me. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day, guys.